Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu, Anastainuhu, Anastafiruhu, Anukminubihi, Anatawakanu Ali, Wanaudu bin Lahim in Shururi and Fusina, Wamin Sayyati Amadina, Mayahdihila, Hufana, Muzinana, who are Mayudin Hufana, Hadiana, Wanashadwana, Ilaha in Allah, who are the Huna Sharikala, Wanashadwana Sayyidana, Wamonana, Muhammad and Abduhu, and Rasulu. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وقال تعالى شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صام رمضان ايمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام my most respected and honorable brothers <coughs> it is a great nعمه and mercy and blessing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us that we are experiencing the auspicious and the mubarak month of Ramadan. There are so many people, if we have to reflect, from our friends, associates, family members, etc., who may have been with us last year, they are not here this year. They are gone in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate the darajat of the on, uh, forgiveness, grant them complete forgiveness, those that have passed on, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, elevate the darajat, my dear brothers. We know that to experience an auspicious month of Ramadan, it is a, not an ordinary feat. It is a very great ni'mat. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us the dua in the month of Rajab, where you are anticipating the month of Ramadan. And he said, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balligna Ramadan. The Nabi of Allah taught us the dua that, O oh Allah, grant me the blessings of the month of Rajab and Sha'ban and cause me to reach the Mubarak and auspicious month of Ramadan. Ulama have written that if we have to know what is hidden in the month of Ramadan, a person would desire that the entire year be the month of Ramadan. Because there is so much of blessing and so much of rahmat of Allah. The ahadith are clear that Allah Ta'ala's special rahmat and mercy, forgiveness, and special blessings descend in this month. And there is not a single home that does not physically experience this. Every single home, you will hear them saying that there is so much of blessing in the month of Ramadan, and there is so much, we prepare so little, but yet it becomes so much. This is the, this is the, what is called barakah. And this is, barakah means where you have, Little and it extends. So that's what we find in a month of Ramadan. My dear brothers, Ramadan will come and go. And we have been experiencing the auspicious and mubarak months of Ramadan for whatever our age is. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. If you count after the age of Bulu, for a number of years, we have been experiencing the month of Ramadan. Being the first Jummah, we have to motivate ourselves. And we have to tell ourselves that this Ramadan must not be like any other Ramadan that I have spent. And I make, want to make this to be a, what we say, you know, game changer. 
It has to be a game changer of how I'm leading my life. I don't want to continue in that same old manner in which I was leading my life where I was just a Muslim on special occasions or I was a Muslim at the time of, uh, you know, some wedding or some, uh, you know, walima or some Juma Salah or when somebody passed away, then I attended the masjid and I went to a janaza Salah or whatever. I don't want to be just that ordinary Muslim. I want to change my life and I want to bring my life upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because my success lies in the obedience of Allah and in the tariqah and methodology shown to us by our beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is no other way of success. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa came and showed us the method, showed us the pattern, showed us the methodology. So in that lies our success, in that lies our salvation. And my dear brothers, we have to now refocus ourselves and make it such that this Ramadan is different from any other ordinary month of Ramadan. It is frightening in the ahadith, mention is made of the person who receives the month of Ramadan and he is not able to obtain forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet cursed that particular person. Just like how the du'as of a Nabi is accepted, similarly the bad-du'a of a Nabi is accepted. So amongst the du'a that he made, bad-du'a in fact, was that woo onto that person, meaning may destruction be on that person who receives the auspicious month of Ramadan and he is not able to obtain forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that puts us into our mind of mentally it makes us realize the importance of the month and it conscientizes us that I have to set a high standard for myself of what I want to achieve during this auspicious month. We are starting with a cut with our cup empty so to say. We are all starting with our cup empty so to say and how much of taqwa we will fill in that cup into this heart that Allah Ta'ala has specifically made a certain method of us obtaining this sifat and quality of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran the objective of the auspicious month of Ramadan. What is the object of it? The object is not just to stay away from food and drink and from fulfilling our carnal desires and then that's not the only objective. The objective of the auspicious month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran and says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe. That means it's an address to you and I, to believers. And by the way, this Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, this address, direct address to believers, it is mentioned 89 times in the Quran. That means in 89 places, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Addressing you and I. In this particular ayat, Allah says, Kutiba alaykum siyam I have made fasting obligatory on you. And then Allah says, Kama kutiba alaladheena min qablikum, just as how I have made fasting obligatory on the people before you. So we learn from that that this roza, this fasting that we are fulfilling, it was not only 
an injunction upon the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. No, it was also an injunction that was prevalent or it was required to be fulfilled by those people who are of the previous ummahs as well. That's the first thing. The ayat of the Quran tells us that kama kutiba alladzina min qablikum. And then Allah Ta'ala tells us the reason لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may gain the consciousness of Allah or in other words you may gain taqwa. So this is the purpose, the objective of the auspicious and the Mubarak month of Ramadan to gain taqwa and the consciousness of Allah. Allah Ta'ala's special rahmat and mercy on the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that our fast, my dear brothers, it differs from the people of the past. Their fast used to be different from ours. It was much more difficult for them. Some kitabs have written that their fast used to begin when they sleep. So they have to eat before going to sleep. So when you wake up, you're in a state of fasting. That was, they lent an hour of fasting was more than what we may be fasting. We fast from dawn up to sunset. That's our time. It differs from different, different countries. Some places it's 12, 13, 14, whatever. Some places it's very long. But this again is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach us a lesson. That whatever season it will be, you have to be obedient to the order and command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it is winter, whether it is summer, whether it is raining, whether it is snowing, whatever halat and condition prevailing you, the order and command of Allah has to be fulfilled. It supersedes all your conditions. My dear brothers, if Allah made it such that if there was a rule that all you who believe, you must fast one month in a year. Let's just uh, you know, reflect that if this was a hukam of Allah, that all you who believe, you must fast one month in a year. Whichever one you want to choose, you choose, you fast one month in a year. If it was a rule like that, then all of us, which month we will choose to fast? We will choose the one where the days are the shortest. We will phone some jamiyat or we will phone an organization and say, tell me the calendar and show me which days are, I have to fast 30 days, I need to fast it, show me which months or which days in the year are the shortest day from the dawn to the sunset, and I will fast those months. This is, insan is like that. But Allah in His wisdom made it such that the month of Ramadan, we follow according to the lunar calendar. The lunar calendar is shorter than the solar calendar. So 360 days is a lunar calendar. So every year, every year the calendar changes, it advances, or it comes closer to, it comes 10 days advance in one year. So it takes about 30 years, more than 30, about 33 years for a complete cycle. So now that we are fasting now in this particular dates, after 33 years, this dates will come again. So every year it comes 10 days earlier, 10 days earlier, 10 days earlier. Like that it takes about 33 years for one cycle. So in one whole cycle, if you fasted, if you fasted in this particular time, for the cycle to come back to this particular dates, it will take 33 years. So you can imagine what will be your age when it will be now. 
in the next 33 years. But the wisdom behind it is that you are fulfilling the order and command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it's December when the months are, when the day is very, very long, or whether it is June when the days are very, very short. It pro- progresses in the entire year, teaching us and causing us to realize that the order and injunction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must be fulfilled, and the sifat and quality of taqwa has to be obtained, so that it has to be carried out throughout our life. Now, people focus, why Allah has stressed on taqwa? What is the reason for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stressing on the sifat and the quality of taqwa? Ulama have explained taqwa in various ways. And they, there's no proper, what way I can say in English, a proper exact translation of this word taqwa. Some people translate it and they say the fear of Allah. But it's not actually the fear of Allah. It's the awe, it's the consciousness of Allah. Fear you have for something like, you know, that's like an animal or something. You fear something, you have fear. But you can't fear Allah, you have to love Allah. The one who has blessed us with this innumerable bounties that we are enjoying in our life. That Allah who created us from nothing and made us insan. And made us in the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave us whatever we have. This is the great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa taala. So it's not fear; it's the consciousness of Allah. It's the awe of Allah. And there are various ayat in the Quran that explain that this sifat and quality of taqwa is very very important because with this lies the unseen help of Allah subhanahu wa taala. In numerous ayat, in one ayat Allah Ta'ala says, That that person who has the consciousness of Allah, then Allah Ta'ala says, I will make a means for him to come out from his difficulty. Then all of us are seeking forgiveness from Allah. We want the forgiveness of Allah. With the sifat and quality of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala says, you know, that He forgives the gunas and sins of a person who has adopted the sifat and quality of taqwa. That person who is seeking risk and sustenance. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْسُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ the first ayat says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَ And وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْسُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ That I will provide for him sustenance from unknown sources. How your risk is coming to you, where that person made contact and found out about you, you don't know him, he doesn't know you. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala linking two people together. And this is the sifat and quality of taqwa that a person has in his life that Allah Ta'ala provides him with risk and sustenance from unknown sources. Meaning you don't know where, you don't, you don't understand where Allah Ta'ala makes a means of your risk and sustenance. وَمَنْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Together with that, that that person who places his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah says, فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ 
that Allah Salah becomes sufficient for him. So this quality of taqwa that a person is striving to attain and inculcate within himself, Allah Ta'ala has explained in numerous ayats of the Quran that Allah inna Allah Allah Ta'ala's help and assistance is with that person who has taqwa. Taqo means taqwa. Inna Allah that that person who has the sifat and quality of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will become a, his means for him. So my dear, in numerous ayats of the Quran, you'll find this word taqwa, 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 taqwa. This is the basis of what this month of Ramadan is for us to inculcate and take within ourselves. Now how you achieve that, my dear brothers, is you achieve that, Allah Ta'ala made a program for us. And what is that program? That program is that permissible things Allah made impermissible for you. Permissible things, eating and drinking is permissible. For you to go to your wife is a permissible act. That is what is nikah. It's encouraged. In fact, the Sahaba was astonished when Rasulullah told them that when you go to your wife, you get a reward for it. Sahaba were astonished, Oh Nabi of Allah, I am fulfilling my desires with my wife, but yet I am getting reward for it. So then the Nabi of Allah said, if you do it in a wrong place, you will get zina, then you get the azab of Allah. So the point is that those things and actions that were permissible for us, for a limited period of time, as a program, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that that becomes impermissible for you. That is why now you can't take a glass of water and drink it. Because this time that we are fasting, that permissible drink has now become haram on us for that period of time because we are fulfilling an act of ibadat, an order, an injunction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot eat, you cannot drink, you cannot fulfill your uh, desires with your wife in this particular time. Because the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being, we are trying to inculcate that within ourselves, to conscientize ourselves. Why am I not drinking this water? A little child who may be 10 years old, 7 years old, in fact 6 years old, 5 years old, some children they want to fast. They tell the mother that if you're not going to wake me up, mommy, I'll fast without seri. So the mother also gets worried and says, hey, you wake him up. Or wake her up, otherwise I know she's not going to, she'll wake up in the morning and she'll say I'm fasting. I'm not going to break my fast. No. You offer that child anything in the course of the day, if that child is fasting, the child will never, will accept it, but they won't use, eat it at that time. Try, try it with any child and say, that you know, there's some ice cream or some sweet. They say, no, 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 I'm fasting. But eat it, nobody's here, nobody's watching you. They say, no, my mom told me that Allah is watching me. Mom told me, Allah is watching me. That means a child is being conscientized that whilst I'm alone also, nobody is with me, I'm alone. But mom told me that I must not drink water or I must not eat anything because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me and I'm fasting because I'm fulfilling an order of Allah. That little child of 10 years or 7 years or 8 years will not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by having it, despite the fact that it is not obligatory on the child.
Fasting is only obligatory on a person when they reach the age of bulugh, when you become mature, when you are balik. But we are encouraged to start teaching our children to start fasting from before that, so that they get into the habit of it. Rasulullah mentioned with regard to a child, that at the age of seven you must teach him to read salah. Now at the age of seven, salah is not obligatory on him. But yet we are encouraged to start teaching the child, then he said at the age of 10 if he's not reading salah then you have to be you have to be strict with him in regards to reading salah so that when he reaches the age of bulugh it becomes part and parcel of his system that he's trained now he's already knowing and is reading his salah so my dear brothers if we have to conscientize ourselves and reflect Sometimes adults don't even have that enough amount of taqwa in them that is equivalent to what may be present in a little child who's not yet even reached the age of bulugh, who has not even become obligatory on him to fast. But yet that child is conscious of Allah. Sometimes in our actions and deeds, we break the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knowingly. Despite the fact that we know certain things are haram, Yet we still indulge in those things, my dear brothers. It means that we don't have enough taqwa even to a level of a 10-year-old child. That's our level. So we have to now conscientize ourselves. This is the purpose and object of the month of Ramadan. And the amount of taqwa that we inculcate within ourselves will depend on our individual selves of how we utilize this time. Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi, a saint of the recent past, the author of this Fazayda Amal that's read in every masjid, in one section of that kitab, it's called Fazayda Ramadan. I advise our brothers in our home daily, because we are listening to bayans, we're going to the masjid, we are making iftar with our friends, in the masjid environment. For us it's easy, our environment is there. For the ladies it's more difficult. Make talim of this kitab in our home, my dear brothers. Take out 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Your young daughter who's 15 years old, 16 years old, your young son and your wife, you sit, you read 5 or 10 minutes from that kitab. It conscientizes them. You're giving them a bayan without giving them a bayan. Yourself. You're reading from the kitab. It conscientizes them of how to utilize their time. That that person, there are many a people who fast in a month of Ramadan, but they achieve nothing from their fasting. The hadith says this. Why? Because they indulge in such actions and deeds that they are just staying away from food and drink. But what they're supposed to be achieving is not achieved in the auspicious month of Ramadan. Then my dear brothers, it conscientizes them. We notice many complaints of parents. They say that, you know, how do I motivate my child? What do I do? What do I tell them? They don't listen to me. They don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. My dear brothers, bring that environment. It's easy for all of us to fast because all of us are fasting. If we had to choose our own, it would be very difficult. Because your wife is fasting some other days, you are fasting some other days, your children are fasting. This is the wisdom of Allah again that it is an auspicious month of Ramadan in which this fasting has become obligatory on us. So my dear brothers, motivate ourselves, have some talim in our home, so that our family also gets motivated. And together with that, let us see how we can help our families at home. 
Help in what, my dear brothers? Make it easier for them. You won't believe if I tell you two weeks ago one lady phoned me in the Jamiat. I'm in a Jamiat al office. She said, Molana, there's two Jummas left. She phoned last week, Thursday or something. So it was Friday and then it's this Friday. So she said, please, Molana, tell the men folk that we are not remote control. <laughs> so I was surprised. What do you mean you're not remote control? She said, no, when they come from the masjid, they want the food on the table, must be ready. Everything must be served hot. When it's seri time, they want the food last minute before. They want the food hot, it must be on the table hot. They won't just take the food and eat it themselves. She's telling me that Malana whole year we're reading Tahajjud Salah. I read Tahajjud, she's telling me. But in a month of Ramadan, I find it very difficult to read Tahajjud. And what's the reason? You say, no, my husband and my son, they want everything hot on the table when they come to eat. So when they want to eat, I have to wait for them to eat. In that time, the Sari time ends, I can't read Tawajjud Salah. I have to prepare everything for them. Then she said, complain, when they come from the masjid, they want everything to be ready. It must be, the Dasar Khan must be laid, the table must be ready, and now we must start serving them. When must I read my Awabin? I also hold here, yeah, I read my Awabin. Now in the month of Ramadan, I can't read it. Because I have to fulfill the needs of my, uh, my, my family, my husband. My, is it necessary for me to do that? So he said, no, inshallah we'll do this. So I'm doing this as an amanat. That my dear brothers, let's see how we can make it simpler for them. They are also the bandis of Allah. They are also fasting our wives, our daughters. Let us help ourselves if we can. Make it easy for them. We, you know, eat whatever is available there. Don't demand this and that and that and that. You know, one person I saw, you know, <laughs> the child is telling the mother, and she had loaded the entire basket. You know, when you go shopping, you have that basket, that trolley. So she loaded it. And now the child is saying, but mom, I thought that you said that we are going to be fasting. <laughs> it was a caption I saw. That the child is telling the mother, but mom, I thought you said we are going to be fasting. But she had overloaded the basket with full of things that are necessary for eating. So my dear brothers, we are staying away from food and drink. Together with that, the other bad qualities that we may be having, each one of us must do an introspection. What are the things that I need to forsake for the sake of Allah? Whether it is speaking lies, whether it is swearing whether it is, you know, anger. This anger, my dear brothers, is a very serious thing, especially in the month of Ramadan. Our brothers have this, uh, you know, sugar problem, and then sometimes that sugar is gone out of hand. We don't realize now, out of anger. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. We have more cases in a Jamiat in the month of Ramadan, especially where you have this husband's getting very angry, then the wife will phone and say, my husband gave me three talaks. In, in the month of Ramadan. So, conscientize ourselves, restrain, control, self-control. The person who makes you angry, controls you. So, make sure that you control yourself. We don't have to react to every situation. Choose your fights. You don't have to fight every battle. Some things are important. Some things are better if it's not, not attended to at that time. We'll talk about it. Now, don't fight now where you're going to have Eid. We have cases like that. Husband and wife, now they're fighting. Where are we going to spend Eid? Are we going to spend Eid with your mom in Cape Town? Or are we going to go to Durban, for example, to spend it with my parents? They are fighting. And that 
sometimes gets blown so mad that it comes to the you know level of where it mock of the lock. So my dear brothers, I am conscientizing you. Be very cautious, be very careful, and as much as possible remain silent or engage in the ibadat of Allah, in various ibadats. You got tilawat of the Quran which is completely attached to the month of Ramadan. Set a target if I'm gonna make three khatams, how much I have to read every day. If I'm making two khatams, how much I must make every day? Set a target for yourself. Allah Ta'ala grant you the tawfiq, give me the tawfiq. Spend our time and a moment, my dear brothers, in dua. And don't forget our brothers who are suffering in other parts of the world. We are spending Ramadan in peace and comfort. But there are so many other people in the various parts of the world. What has happened recently in Turkey? What is happening in Palestine and other parts of the world? May Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them. And may Allah Ta'ala give us an auspicious month of Ramadan wherein we have been able to achieve this great sifat and quality of taqwa. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.